0: Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world that ours is not a loving God and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwein coming January 2nd wherever podcasts are available.
1: Ever wondered if your house is haunted? It's time to say hello to the bump in the night. This October, The Haunted Walk is inviting you to take part in a massive paranormal experiment. The Haunting at Home is an online interactive audio experience you can do right in your own house, in your own apartment, or in a creepy cabin in the woods. This ghostly adventure will challenge you to conduct a series of paranormal experiments in the dark. It's the perfect night of spooky fun if you love ghost stories, or enjoy the thrill of trying to contact the other side. Start ghost hunting tonight at hauntedwalk.com slash the haunting. Oh, and don't forget to use our promo code for an additional 20% off real hauntings.
2: What's up everyone, I'm Noah Daniels and we're here for another episode of the Real Hauntings podcast. (laughs) Hey y'all and
3: I'm JJ.
1: Hey guys, I'm Kat.
2: And on this episode, we had a fan reach out to us, Taya, all the way from Australia. Hey, Taya, how are you doing? Hey, good. How are you? Good, good. Uh And Taya is actually our second guest who lives in Australia, but our first guest from Australia was actually an American. So this is a little more fun because I feel like we're getting the full Australian experience this time around.
1: (laughs) I know. I already want (laughs) to ask about the toilets flashing the other direction, but I won't.
2: And I have no idea. She said she has no like, I don't know what you're talking about.
1: Right? is that a thing?
2: Yeah, they flush counterclockwise uh-huh. and ours flush clockwise, I believe.
4: What? Yeah. yeah. There you go. <laughs> just pick it
3: up. If you need to go flush it right now to test that theory, we'll wait. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs>
2: And audience, we just did, we wanted to let you know that Taya is recording outside, so if you hear some noises, it's just the birds and the other friendly critters that are in Australia. Hopefully <laughs> not deadly, as we do know there are many of those <laughs> in Australia. Taya, have you ever seen any of those huge spiders that I always see on Reddit that are in Australia?
4: Yeah, I had one at work this morning.
2: This morning?
4: <laughs> yeah. Actually, last night I almost got bitten by a snake.
2: Oh my god. Oh my goodness. <laughs>
4: Well, I live in out in the country, so that's my own fault.
2: <laughs> What's the craziest animal experience you've had or critter experience you've had in Australia?
4: I had to rescue an echidna off the road the other day. Haven't seen an echidna out here in ages.
2: Okay, oh. pop quiz. Who knows what that is other than Taya? It's I like don't. a hedgehog. <gasps> oh. I'm looking
4: at yeah. right
1: now. it the house. Oh. Yeah.
3: Is it lays eggs though, right?
1: <gasps> yeah.
4: Yeah.
3: Oh okay. my
1: goodness! I mm-hmm. always see those things. How
2: did you know
3: that, DJ? Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: I I used to watch a lot of Kratz Creatures on PBS. They definitely talked about uh, platypi and what is what's the hedgehog
4: one called? Echidna. Echidna,
3: because those are the only mammals yeah. that lay eggs. Is that right?
2: Yeah. That's really impressive. I'm so impressed. Yeah. Right now. <laughs> So, Taya, as you know, uh, being a fan, we Mm -hmm. usually start our podcast out asking our guests kind of where they fall on the supernatural scale, zero meaning they don't believe in ghosts, 10 meaning ghosts are absolutely real. Where do you kind of fall on that scale? Mm
4: -hmm. I think probably about a five or a six, about five and a half I'm going to go.
2: I guess uh, ghost
3: agnostic then, if you're Mm -hmm. around a five.
4: I think my issue is that I try and dismiss it, I say, oh no, it could just be that. (laughs) Yeah. When there's things that it's like, oh, well, I can't really think of anything else. It could be, but we're just going to say that it's something else.
2: Yeah. Just curious, have you listened to our bonus episode we posted today?
4: I haven't listened to it yet. I haven't had the chance.
2: Um Well, audience, if you haven't listened to it either, we posted an episode today and JJ's brother, Rob Craigle joined us on the podcast. And if you ever want to know why JJ is so darn skeptic. This will give you a good idea because his brother is, if JJ's a 10 on the skeptic scale, his brother is like a 10,000. So make sure you turn, tune in, check that out. It's funny that you say that uh, because his brother told us that we were lazy for thinking that way and it kind of hurt my feelings a little bit. <laughs> well, my brother is very good at
3: hurting people's feelings. So. <laughs>
2: Aren't all brothers.
3: Yes. Yes, okay.
2: that's, true. <laughs> that's true. Well, so how old were you when you had your first supernatural experience?
4: Um, I'd say about three, but it wasn't a proper one. It was more along the lines of dad telling me what I was feeling.
2: <laughs> oh, Can you tell us a little bit about that?
4: So I lived um, in a pretty old house, I believe it was a deceased estate, so someone had passed away and we got the house. I slept in the very back bedroom, and I was always really scared of being in that bedroom, but any other room I was fine by myself. I remember, I think it was around two in the morning, Dad said that I used to wake up crying and upset, and he used to have to come in and sit with me. And then about eight years later, after we moved out, he said to me that there was the old lady that used to live in that house that would come from the room I was in and walk out the back and feed her chickens in the aviary. The aviary was empty and then she'd disappear. And that's what he would see.
0: Wow.
2: Yeah. You come from a family of supernatural believers then, is that correct?
4: Yeah. Dad won't let me talk about any of mine because it scares him.
2: (laughs) Oh. oh that's interesting <laughs> yeah now with the old lady did your dad see her often or was it just kind of an every now thing or
4: no it was every afternoon at the same time she would feed her chickens
2: wow what a sweet old lady
4: yeah <laughs> I think it was she didn't dad said that she never recognized that he was there so I would assume that, that like people say whether on, on different planes she was on one that she didn't know we were there. Yeah, so
1: wow. you're kind of stuck in a time loop almost. Like stuck yeah.
2: in a- that's yeah. definitely my biggest fear of this whole supernatural thing. <laughs> I do not want to be stuck in a time loop. I mean, as much as I don't want to die, I think I want that even less. That's way too scary. I don't
4: think you'd know though.
2: Well, that's fair. I guess either way. Yeah. Or-
4: you may be stuck <laughs> in a time loop
2: right now, Noah. Yeah. It feels like it sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> So, you you were three and you had that interaction, but you were just kind of told about that one. How old were you when you had your first, like, own personal interaction with the Supernatural?
4: Fourteen, and it was terrifying. I was in my second house, the one I'm in now, actually, and I slept again in the back bedroom. One night, I rolled over and it was about 9 p.m., and it's extra dark in the back corner of the room, and I saw a very large figure standing in the back corner and it was so tall that he had to kind of hunch over because of the roof. Uh, I'd see this maybe once or twice a week and I thought you know because it's a really dark corner I'm just seeing things. One night I rolled over I woke up I felt you know how they talk about you feel someone watching you. I rolled over and this same figure was standing over me and it terrified me so I said well maybe I'm dreaming and I put my hand out thinking it's just going to go away and it was nothing but it felt like when you put your hand in very still very cold water where it kind of feels like nothing but you know your hand is in it and it was and then it went away and then about two years ago at christmas i was talking to my grandparents and we got on the topic of ghosts and whatnot and i hadn't said anything about this yet they went down to tasmania on a holiday and they hired a car and they came around the corner in the afternoon so it was not night time and they saw someone standing in the middle of the road He actually swerved off the road and crashed the rental car, had to do a full insurance claim on it because he saw this person. And they went back out and checked the footage and there was no one there. They both said that they saw the same tall man and it was described as a man with a trench coat. And that's what I saw. Same thing. And so after they said that, I was like, oh, oh, I have something to tell you.
2: (laughs) So you had not even told them about that. And then they saw it on their own accord. Yep. Were you all able to find out any information about this spirit? Had anything happened in that area?
4: Well, Mum loves Googling things, and she found out that it's a like one of those common um, apparitions where lots of people have seen the same kind of thing. But I haven't heard of anything from outside of Australia, so maybe it's, I don't know, a convict or
2: something. <laughs> it wasn't the hat man, was it? We've heard of that one um, from time no, to time. No, he didn't
4: have ha- I was listening to that one uh, well a few of them and it's similar but he didn't have a hat and he was it was the trench coat was the defining um feature and Mm -hmm. the the height he was very tall
1: really tall i'm picturing um, yeah Gru from despicable me (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) i have heard of this uh, really tall one except it was a it was another podcast that convinced me that these were all real but it ended up being just like a fake Podcast at the end, like all the oh. So I don't know oh. why I can drop that up right now, but um, maybe yeah. it was real <laughs> the whole time.
4: Yeah. Well, it's funny because I've seen him a couple other times during the day. I was walking through the forestry here with my dad, and I saw about forty meters away from us was, which is about just under a yard, this big black figure walked in between the trees across the path. And then walked away and I saw it walk all across the path and then went away.
3: You you could tell, like, you said it was a dark figure, but you could still make out that it was the same figure wearing a trench coat.
4: Yeah, it's hard to explain, but it's like, it is a very, very dark figure, but it's like if you were to shine a spotlight on someone and you can see exactly their silhouette and their outline and everything, but it's dark, so you can make out what they're wearing and etc., but no facial features or anything. Yeah.
1: yeah.
2: So if you don't mind me asking, you, you had these experiences and then you had them kind of like confirmed by another party. How did you stay a five on the supernatural scale if if you experienced these things?
4: Because I just tell myself that I either, either overreact or it was just a funny dream. Just kind of block it out is the best way to deal with it.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, I get that. It It would be pretty scary, I guess, just to jump right into mm-hmm. 100% that those events yeah. were real. But I do think it's yeah. interesting that the people that experience these things do often tell us that they're still like fairly skeptical about, mm. you know. what. Yeah, it's
4: interesting because even like this morning at work, I still had, all of those things still happen often and I'm, I still go, no, it's just my imagination. I'm just tired.
2: How often do you have supernatural experiences?
4: Well, I had one just this morning and I, I, I work from 4am till 8.30am in the morning. So it's still quite dark um, and I work at a school. So <laughs> there's a lot of noises and stuff that you get, um, which is kind of what I blame it on as a way to deal with it. But I'd say probably every second week at least
3: and what kind of like supernatural experiences do you have at this school are they like full-blown apparitions or is it mm-hmm.
4: yeah i had just this morning actually i was cleaning because i'm clean i clean one of the classrooms and i saw movement out of the corner of my eye and i turned and there was a face in the window and they had a curly afro and they were pale and i didn't see anything of the body just the face and then it went away
3: and is this like a window, kind of like off in the distance, or is this like right in
4: no, front? No. It was. I was on one side of the classroom, and this window is on the other. And I'd say it's just uh, I'm trying to figure out and put it into your measurements, but for ours, it was about twenty meters away. Yeah. Okay. Don't don't go to the trouble of. The
3: <laughs> yeah. We don't. We don't
4: <laughs> okay.
3: Yeah. What three, three meters is about a yard, right? So it's about. Oh. Feet.
1: Okay.
4: Sure. <laughs> yeah. I thought a yard was about fifty. Oh
3: wait, maybe he has
4: it backwards.
1: We didn't I, even know. I have it
3: backwards. Yeah, it's about three feet. And yeah. you, would
1: think, you would think that we would just know how to convert it, but any American yeah. would do what he just did. <laughs> <laughs> <so
4: cool>. Yeah.
2: <laughs> We're more nice. interested in the toilets flushing different directions. Hi! <laughs> hi, hi, hi. And that's
1: fair. I'm interested now too. <laughs> <laughs> and when's the last time you saw the trench coat man?
4: Maybe two or three years ago.
2: Well, you mentioned your dad and kind of his fear for you and all of this and Mm -hmm. the story that you're about to share, the one that you emailed over, Mm. I can kind of see why he was a little apprehensive if you're having experiences that are this scary, because this story, it's it's pretty (laughs) frightening, wouldn't you say? Yes. Yeah, Yeah,
4: no, this one's the worst.
2: (laughs) So yeah, would you mind sharing that with us?
4: Yeah, no worries. Um, well, I was, I moved in with my ex partner, and we used to sleep in the garage of her mum's apartment. And um, it was a bit dusty and gross because it's a garage. Um, so we started getting sick quite often, and I put it down to the dust and everything. And then I started having um, these nightmares where I would be in the room in the bed facing the entrance to the room and I would see this really dark um, figure that looked like dark tv static standing in this gap staring at me and I had this quite often I'd say went on for maybe two weeks and then one night When I I opened my eyes from this dream and I was staring at the same spot. There was nothing there at this point. And then a few nights later, I opened my eyes to the same spot, but the figure that I just dreamed was there when I opened my eyes. Um, And to compound on that issue, we had a dog that would sleep in the room with us and he would have dreams as well. And he'd wake up and he would bark at the roof in the same spot that I had seen the thing in my dreams and in real life. And then we had a keyboard that was a light up keyboard and it had to um, be connected into something for it to light up. It wasn't plugged into power. And just before we were about to fall asleep this one night, after all of this had happened, it lit up. (gasps) It wasn't plugged in. Nothing happened. You have to press a key and it be plugged in for it to light up. So we both said no way and went and slept in the lounge room. We didn't have this issue again because her mum said like, we'll cleanse it and make sure there's no bad spirits in there. So I think it was about two weeks later we moved out and we got our own apartment. Um, And there was a downstairs area, which was a garage, um, the front door and the back door in the same area. And it also had an understairs um, closet kind of thing. And Um, you go up the stairs and the computer desk is at the top of the stairs, then the kitchen and then the bedroom. One night we were in the bedroom uh, and I heard what sounded like someone down in the garage. So I was a little bit wary and then I heard footsteps coming up the stairs because the stairs were quite loud. So I kind of got up a bit ready to, I don't know where I was going to go, but I was ready to go. And then the same keyboard that had lit up, when we were at the other house uh, lit up and then started all of the computers. So it wasn't just that the keyboard, you know, had a power issue, but it was like someone had to actually press a key to start all of the computers. And then I freaked out and woke my partner up and got a knife and went and had a look and there was nothing there. But yeah, that weekend her mum came to visit and we were talking about it. And um, she told her mum about how, when she was younger, I think she was about eight, in the house that they lived in. She had um, nightmares where she'd see this lady at the end of the hall. And one night she um, woke up from the dream and saw the lady and the lady ran at her and hit her in the stomach and she had pains in her stomach for that the whole morning. From what I can understand is it's possible that whatever that was that came to her when she was younger is possibly attached to her and is following her.
3: Have you is ever this, and is that the same figure that you saw when you had your dream?
4: Mine wasn't a lady, but mm-hmm. it just seems a little bit too coincidental that that has happened and then something has followed her from place to place.
2: Did the static ghost have any kind of identifying gender to it or was it just
4: No, it was so it didn't even seem human. It just it was like humanoid. It was like you could mm. tell that if it was to be anything, I was a human, but it was a very weird figure. Yeah, the best way I could describe it was like TV static put onto someone.
2: <laughs> and did it feel dangerous?
4: Oh yeah, it was horrible. It was I, like, you, you can just feel, I think when you get like really, really anxious, um, after you've worked yourself up, that feeling, but immediately. No work up, just that very dark, horrible, like someone's died feeling.
3: Now, I know this has happened to me before and, you know, not not to discount your story or anything, but I've like woken up and, you know, thought I was fully awake, uh, but still kind of groggy and like have woken up and seen, you know, something that wasn't there. Like I think my brain was yeah. just still kind of in that like dream state
4: that's what I told myself until right. the dog started doing it
1: and then the keyboard. So yeah, that like,
3: makes it was, much harder yeah. to explain.
4: Mm-hmm. <laughs> the,
1: dog, mm-hmm. the dog sells it for me. Animals just yeah. always know. They know. I mean, they, they do. Have, they it, do. If you feel something and the dog is staring at that same spot. no reason Mm -hmm. that makes me like a 10 in that moment
4: yeah (laughs) no it was terrifying
2: and I think this is the first episode we've had where somebody's described a supernatural experience where electronics are being turned on that aren't plugged into anything Mm -hmm. I've never even heard of
4: yeah no it was very weird
3: yeah did you after that after the electronic thing happened did you like
4: I thought maybe you know a power jump from the board or something but it was actually turned off at the power point and then disconnected So there was no way that it could have surged or anything.
2: Right.
1: It was like there was an energy in the room.
2: Mm -hmm. (laughs) It sounds like that Kevin Bacon movie from like the 90s or 2000s Invisible Man or something like that. Did you guys ever see that? I've heard of it. Haven't seen it. Uh It's so terrible. But that's like the way you're depicting like a static person. That's what he looked like when they turned him invisible. It was like that same kind of... Static
1: appearance.
2: Oh,
1: it's horrible. I'm not
2: even going to ask you if you've seen that movie or not. Yeah,
1: I was (laughs) going to say, I haven't. But but it kind of reminds me of Harry Potter, your dreams, because it's like, Mm. remember when he had dreams of where Arthur Weasley, spoiler, was going to be attacked by (laughs) Nagini and he kept like seeing the Ministry of Magic and then he kept, anyways. So it just, it was interesting the progression because. Mm. you would just dream of that spot and then one day you woke up staring at that spot oh yeah that is so and
4: then it was at the spot
1: (laughs) did you ever see it again or was it just that crazy I hadn't
4: no it was just that one night where well obviously chose to show itself I guess and then all of the um more poltergeist I guess you could put it down to um incidents with the keyboard and the stairs and yeah
1: and you heard footsteps, yeah, the footsteps up the stairs. Mm. Oh, d- mm-hmm. Did not it just stop that day? Or did you guys yeah. keep seeing like sage or?
4: Well, um, they were going to look into it, but then my partner and I split up. So I didn't find out the end of the story. But yeah, it was, I think that they probably would have done what they could because it was not a very fun Thing to experience.
1: I'm sorry to hear that. I don't know if the
0: ghost no,
1: was part okay. of it or but <laughs> no <you> idea.
0: <laughs>
2: so is that the most unsafe mm-hmm. you've ever felt around the supernatural?
4: Yeah, definitely. It was I my first thought was there's someone in here trying to get us. And it was even when we couldn't find any sign of anyone being in the house, it was still that same feeling of. It's still not okay. It's still not safe. You know, sometimes when you hear a noise and you go check, and you're like, "Oh, it was this," or "Oh, it couldn't have been anything. I was just hearing things," yeah. and you go, "Oh, sigh of relief. No relief. It was still what what's happening. It's not safe."
2: Well, Taylor, we certainly appreciate you coming on and sharing those stories with us. That it's that right. static man is one of the creepier mm-hmm. ones. or static person, I guess. Was it really? But, <laughs> yeah uh, it's definitely one of the creepier stories that I've yeah. heard uh, on the podcast <laughs> so you you have the unique experience of being a fan and experiencing mm-hmm. supernatural stuff yeah what have you heard on our podcast that you really enjoyed as far as other people's supernatural experiences
4: well I like hearing um that I'm not the only one that sees shadow people because it makes me feel a little bit less crazy um but I quite like Devon's as everyone does Uh, and, um, Teresa's medium that she talks about has interested me a lot because I've always been scared of going into that and seeing someone about it because I don't want to push more of it onto myself. I'm like I said, just block it out and ignore it. But yeah, I think that's kind of made me go, Oh, maybe that is a good idea.
1: Like for you to ask what's going Mm -hmm. on in your life or to see if like, yeah, kind of have that gift as well.
4: Oh, no, just to ask.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Wait, yeah. so also you mentioned you almost got attacked by a snake this morning?
4: Yeah, last night. I, was, I drove in my driveway and stopped because a snake was along the entire length of the driveway. <gasps> um, so it was a very big snake and it was slithering into the bush and I touched its tail. And as I touched its tail, it snapped around and it actually got my hair. So I was lucky that my hair was hanging down; otherwise, it would have been my face.
1: <laughs> oh my god, that's so scary. yeah. But also, really cool. Yeah, <laughs> <What kind of laughs> that name wasn't was cool it at the time. Retail? It like, was, was it venomous uh, or anything.
4: Uh no, just a carpet python.
2: Wow.
4: <laughs> <laughs> mm. oh my god. Mm. We my it actually family lives family. in our shed.
1: It does. <gasps> How yeah. long well is it? I want to move to Australia. We're moving. It's
4: Let's do it. Uh, I'd say if you can figure out the conversion, it was about two meters.
2: Oh, it's right. like three <laughs> miles? So seven, <laughs> Yeah, three
4: miles. <laughs>
1: three miles long.
2: Yeah.
4: Wow, <laughs> that
1: is a giant snake.
3: Well, I am just so curious about this electronics thing. I'm frantically mm-hmm. Googling on Cat's phone uh, whether electronics, <laughs> if there's any way they can turn on without being plugged <laughs> in, and I,
1: I'm yeah.
3: not finding anything, but...
1: No. Maybe it, was, it,
4: maybe it was an echidna. Did I say it right? <laughs> yeah, you did. But maybe. It snuck in.
1: <laughs> yeah.
3: Maybe. Yeah.
4: They're
2: sneaky
1: little guys.
2: Well, yeah. Taya, we certainly appreciate you coming on and um, sharing these stories with us. And I guess you're getting ready for the rest of your day, right? It's like what? Like early yeah, afternoon, so morning there?
4: It is just afternoon. It's 12.05. Wow.
2: Okay, very yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, so it's like yeah. 10 p.m. for us. So we're, we're winding yeah. down. Um, Ready for bed. <laughs> yeah, thanks. And thanks for listening to the podcast. It's, we always oh, love okay. knowing it's that great. people out of the U.S. listen to our podcast. We've been very fortunate yeah. to have fans out of the U.S., especially Australia and Canada. So mm-hmm. um, yeah. yeah, shout out to all you guys. And it's like, <laughs> Taya, let us know if you've got a supernatural story. A, a story yeah. Jesus. Let us know if you have a supernatural story. <laughs> yeah. And JJ, what's that email <laughs> that they can reach us at?
3: You can email us at realhauntingspodcast at gmail.com. Is that right?
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Wow.
3: I don't check it. So. And, you know, we
1: might, with the state of how the United States is right now, we might possibly be moving to Australia soon. There
4: we go. Not really. Mm.
1: Maybe.
3: Are we allowed to travel to Australia to though, at this point? Like, Is that one of the... Uh No.
4: That?
2: From. <laughs> they don't want us. Yeah, I believe like, we're shot.
1: Nobody
4: <laughs> wants us so. right
2: now.
4: Well, so thank now. you very much for having me. Of course.
2: Yeah, absolutely. We appreciate it. Well, you have a good rest of your day and watch out for those snakes in the bush.
4: <laughs> I will. You have a good night.
2: Alright, thanks.
1: Bye.
2: Bye. Bye. Oh man, I feel like we got the full Australian experience there.
1: I know, I wanted so badly to ask all the questions, but she was so chill. She was just yeah. like, okay.
2: The scariest thing I heard was the snake story.
1: <laughs> that was so cool. She was so cool. She was just like, oh, yeah. It, like, came up my hair, but it's fine.
2: She grabbed it by the tail. <gasps>
1: touched it. I'd want to do that. I mean, if it was, like, seven feet long, i for sure, like, just, I'd probably... You would. would touch it? Well, if it was minding its own business and I just want to, like, maybe I'd try to get close to it. i touch
2: lizards, but snakes are kind of where I draw the line.
3: I mean, if it's a, s- a seven foot... Long snake, python, it's not venomous, it could still hurt you. Like, yeah. it, it still... snapped
2: at her face. I mean, yeah. it was going for blood. Ooh.
1: I've been bit by a snake before, but it, it was not hard. a seven
3: foot long one.
1: <laughs> you don't know, yeah.
3: I'm gonna assume it was not seven feet long.
1: <laughs> I keep having this gut feeling that the more we talk about these shadow men and like tuxedo men and
3: tuxedo men, whatever Bond.
1: they're wearing, I um. I feel like the more we talk about them, the sooner or later one of us is going to get a visit from one.
2: Well, I mean, do you guys ever have that experience? not where you see, like, a shadow man, but I know just um, because I keep kind of weird hours. I feel like sometimes I see things in the corner of my eye, but I know it's not anything, you know?
0: Yeah.
1: I definitely do when I'm super tired. Yeah. I've also been having a lot of, like, weird sleep lately. I've had a couple Mm -hmm. sleep paralysis episodes Mm -hmm. and and I've been talking a lot in my sleep, and it's to the point where I'm, like, trying to wake myself up because this dream is scary or whatever's happening, but I think I it's,
2: don't, like, stress-related or?
1: Probably, yeah, yeah, but I don't know. I haven't been super stressed lately. Yeah. It's just, like,
3: could be a spirit.
1: <laughs> well, and not, right, so, like, I'm not saying that this is paranormal necessarily, but I always wake up, like, scared that I'm gonna see something but actually I tr- I rolled over the other night and got scared because I saw JJ and I forgot he was there <laughs> so <laughs> he doesn't remember me like going ah <laughs> he even was like it's okay <laughs> but he doesn't remember that so
2: this episode was interesting you know she uh is another one of these people that it seems like has a an array of supernatural experiences all the time mm-hmm. what do you guys think about that like you know, we've done so many of these episodes now. We've had the privilege of talking to these people who do see multiple ghosts throughout their life. And I kind of put for myself, I kind of put them in a different category than like people who just have like one or two stories. Mm-hmm. How does that make you guys feel? Does it make you uncomfortable or scared when we have these guests who just are like, oh, yeah, I saw this yesterday and last week I saw this and the week before. I, I have a hard time kind of processing that, that they have those experiences
3: yeah definitely i mean and i think you know there there are parts of those stories that i'm like oh i can write that off like you know like the waking up and seeing a figure from your dream sure that doesn't sound that paranormal to me but then there are other parts that i'm not sure you know is it just because i don't know like what the reasoning is other than it was a ghost. So I guess that's kind of what I'm clinging to. Like, you know, there are things that are explainable in uh, elements that are explainable in the stories. And there are some elements that I don't have an explanation for, but that doesn't mean that those things are not explainable.
2: It's the electronics, right? That's what's tripping you up.
3: Yeah. I really, I.
1: And the dog to me, that's a big thing. I think like dogs and cats seriously can see stuff. Yeah, don't roll your. You don't know. You're not a dog neuroscientist or something. Neither you are you. Yeah, well, so I would rather be optimistic than pessimistic. Like, I mean, if I'm using logical reasoning and scientific whatever's, the dog is going to uh, look at a stimulus uh, more so than he's not going to look at a stimulus. A cat, I don't know, because they're crazy. But so, if if it was a science experiment, typically a dog attracts its attention to something that's there.
2: Okay, but you just, think, JJ, you when you use scientific whatever's, so how does that well, make just, you feel?
3: Just because there's a stimulus doesn't mean the stimulus is a ghost, right? Like, there could be something else that we can't see or that we can't hear that the dog is seeing or hearing. It could be something stuck in the wall. Like, it could, I
2: don't know. I, I
1: agree with that, but, but I think that a dog is a good way for us to know if something is there, whether it's a ghost or like a...
2: Yeah, I mean, uh, if a dog can smell coronavirus, it can certainly smell a ghost.
1: But that's a good point that JJ brings up because if it is like a sound we can't hear or something we can't see somehow it's manifesting into something that we're starting to interpret as like, maybe it's a person or maybe it's this thing in my dream or a ghost or whatever it may be.
3: And that's another thing, like there are lots of sounds in the atmosphere that aren't detectable to human ears, but the vibrations still bounce off of our eardrums and our brain tries to make sense of what those vibrations are. And
1: sometimes it goes through the outlets to the piano and turns it on.
3: That's So that's what I don't understand. But in my very... A brief amount of research that I've been doing during the interview, which is probably rude of me as a host. But, anyways, uh, I I did uh, get a helpful reminder that uh, you should unplug your electronics when not in use because it'll save on your electricity bill.
1: <laughs> I think JJ has become a harder skeptic since our skeptic bonus episode with, with his brother. Look, oh, for I sure.
3: I can see it on his face. face. I He's felt trying a to lot of up. shame and guilt from that. Episode.
2: I can see it. He's trying
1: it. to live up to his brother's
2: legacy. He sounds yeah. like Rob Jr. He's, he's quoting parroting some of the same information we got on that episode.
3: Okay all right well so, but, I think I was saying some of these same things earlier on in the podcast. <laughs> it's been a while since I've talked about the sound waves that we can't hear but, but I have talked his, about them before. And
1: now his mind and heart are closed. <laughs> his brother. But if you want me to answer the question that you asked Noah. Um, so you were saying, how would we explain it? Well, to me, she was very like, I mean, she just seemed like me or you or all of us just kind of like, we don't really want to believe in it. We don't really, you know, we don't have substantial evidence, but like this thing happened, like what else would it be? And so if I'm trying to like relate to that, there was this one time I, I remember I told you, like, I thought I saw an orb fly by or like something spiritual or lighty flying by that's something that I can easily be like well I walked up to the parking lot I was hugging my friend and this thing out of the corner of my eye just flew and like I sound confident saying that but again it was just like a very hit or miss experience now if I had seen like an old woman's or a shadow figure standing at the edge of my bed it'd be the same thing I'd still be like I don't know what it was but this is what happened you know so it's
2: yeah
1: it's to me it's like racking up these stories that all sound the same is convincing. Feels
2: like something's to it. it. Especially like, I know you guys have noticed this too, but so many of these guests that are haunted, we find out that they have um, very close relatives who are haunted too. I would love to know, like, see like um, cat scans or something of their brains and see if they share traits that maybe like we don't have. You know, like something, is there something chemically there that we don't have? or? Well, you know, if there on? is
1: a... A sponsor listening to this right now, and you want to help us get our degrees <laughs> to be able to perform brain scans on our listeners, we are more than welcome to take your money. sponsorship for that.
2: Uh, yeah.
3: I don't, do, do I have to spend that money on getting a degree though, or can I just?
1: No, you have to. <laughs> okay. You're part of this team.
2: JJ, you're the only one with a science degree, albeit a what did your brother say? A social science degree? Well I have a medical right.
1: degree. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh.
2: <laughs> I have a psychology degree, but I don't does that count as science? I, I don't I know. I mean,
1: so. if I'm counting
3: yes. sociology as science, I would say psychology is even more like a hard okay. science. But none of us have as much of a science background as Catherine, who actually has a master's degree in the medical field.
2: Kat, I didn't know you had your masters. That's awesome. Congratulations. Yeah,
1: thank you so much. My name's Katherine and I have a master's degree. (laughs) But also on my resumes, because my undergraduate was psychological sciences, Mm. which is psychology. I just spoofed it up on my resume. Nice. Anyways
3: just saying psychological sciences give it more credibility, because I think it gives it less.
1: Okay well I have a job right now
2: so who doesn't <laughs> And with that I'm Noah Daniels
3: I'm unemployed JJ and
1: I'm master degree cat <laughs> No I hate that Can I just say cat and I'm cat Ooh.
3: Ooh.